Welcome to the official podcast of Customer and Partner Experience. We'll be joined by Tony Colon and special guests to discuss the latest trends in technology, explore the humanity behind innovation, and discover something new along the way. I'm Stephen Spire. I'm Megan Watson. And this is What, what Makes, Makes You Tech. tech. Today we're joined by Carlos Pignatero, a 20 plus year technology innovation career veteran and Chief Technology Officer for Cisco's Customer Experience Organization. Carlos is a top networking technologies innovator, third ranking patent holder, and top ranking American inventor patent holder at Cisco. Passionate about connecting people through technology, Carlos believes in leveraging technology to level the playing field and maximize opportunities for the most possible people in underrepresented communities. Carlos teaches the future technological workforce and develops the curricula as an adjunct professor at North Carolina State University. A Hispanic American named in the High Tech 100, Carlos is also passionate about delivering results in diversity and inclusion initiatives. Carlos, thank you for joining us. We're very grateful to have you here. Thank you very much, Stephen. I'm super happy to be here. So the first question is the first question that we ask all of our guests is, what makes you tech? Thank you for the question. I, I love that question. And I tell you, Stephen, that from very early on, I have two passions. On the one hand side, I have the passion for technology innovation. And on the other hand side, the passion for people. And I have found that there is a very strong intersection between those two in which you get into a creative zone, tech innovation plus people, in which... Uh, when I started my career in technology, it really was about connecting. Uh, it was about building parts of the internet and, and using technology in order to connect people, um, elevate those technical careers to build innovations for the internet. And I found that virtual cycle uh, to be very enriching and inviting to me. Um, and within my career, I also found that that same set of sense of transformation of using technology uh, repeated itself, whether it was what service chaining and then we are uh, in the middle of a cloud era and cloud and edge. So um, I found that virtual cycle super intriguing. I also um, found that solving problems in general is very fulfilling. And, uh, you know, as we were troubleshooting Megan's microphone coming into the podcast recording session. When uh, we figured it out, the, the we of Stephen and Megan, when it was figured out, uh, you get that sense of achievement um, that, that makes you tech, 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 tech. It's like it, it makes your heart, uh, you know, going to tech smile. You know, you, you mentioned that problem with us getting on to the podcast stuff. And it's always, you know, we are the guys that everyone comes to with their tech support problems, even though we have nothing to do with the product that they're trying to figure out because we love the technology, right? We love to get in there, figure it out, to understand the problems, to understand how it works. And by doing that, like that is what gives us that joy, that sense of accomplishment when we can figure out those problems. So I love that. A hundred percent. It really is like, you know, what, what Linus uh, from Linux said, with the right attitude, interesting problems find you. And uh, when you welcome, uh, you know, a problem between air quotes as an invitation 
for a solution and, and to put yourself into it. Uh, you know, Steve and people are going to keep calling you, uh, you know, whether it's with their video or their home internet or whatever it is. I want to start diving into some a little bit deeper issues here too with uh, you and your team. You have a really interesting role within Cisco. And you're, you know, the customer experience CTO, you lead a team of distinguished engineers, uh, really super smart, intelligent people trying to solve problems, right? So explain, but explain to someone listening to this podcast, what exactly your team does, because it's a, it's a really unique role that I had never heard of before I met you and your team. So explain to other people what y'all do and what problems y'all are out there solving. Absolutely. Thank you, Stephen, for the question. And to me, it's very interesting because I was describing earlier uh, what I am as a technology leader, you know, this intersection of technology, innovation, and, and people. Uh, and, and that's what makes me tech. And at the same time, that is a lot of uh, the basement and, and substrate, substrate of my team. Um, you know, we are focused even on providing growth on transformational technology-based initiatives. And um, to me, the secret ingredient of driving um, growth and, and uh, sustainable growth is innovation. So, uh, you know, what the team does is, in a way, what you were already describing for the layperson, which is, uh, you know, take some uh, subject matter experts in a very specific domain, very deep, some of these principal engineers, distinguished engineers, um, and have that across the Cisco portfolio. Um, so you are, um, you know, on the one hand side, adding expertise with the skill, you're adding experience with the subject matter expertise and map that to um, problems between quotes opportunities, um, you know, to drive innovation as a sustainable growth engine for uh, the direction um, in which we're taking some of our technologies. Um, you know, we incubate emerging technologies in a way. And, you know, as I hear myself, that sounds a bit of a mouthful, but at the same time, um, there is an element of growth within incubation as a word, you know, like my, I'm a visual person. So what comes to mind um, is a little plant that starts growing and is, is very light green. Um, and, uh, what we're incubating are emerging technologies, uh, you know, technologies which uh, are not necessarily mainstream, but we feel are significant and meaningful uh, material to the future of our business and to the company. So, you know, Stephen, we engage in a number of different um, areas the first one that, that always comes to mind is any type of horizontal uh, transformational technology-based capability. And, and you know, I can, I can briefly mention uh, telemetry as one of the projects in which we are normalizing the way in which 
the whole company, the whole Cisco portfolio uh, is looking at it, right? So you need deep experts in each of the domain, a horizontal layer across, and strategic alignment of how that actually changes the business. Um, there is clearly an element of thought leadership as well, uh, because part of our role and our challenge and our mandate is to show how we are best in industry, uh, how each one of our people are best in industry, how our products and solutions are best in industry, our approaches as well. And um, the last thing that I can mention probably, Stephen, is that uh, I also sponsor what is called the 1X Senior Technical Talent, which is this virtual horizontal community of principals and distinguished engineers um, that cross organizational boundaries, bridging um, and, and connecting some of those businesses. So a couple of follow-ons to that, Carlos. You said that you are incubating emerging technology, right? So my question is, how can you see what technologies need to be incubated, right? There's lots of stuff out there. That, I mean, so many things. How does you? How do you and your team focus in on what you think is going to make the largest impact, both in terms of business, but also in terms of impact? I'm guessing that it's not just hey, we're only in this to make money, knowing you and knowing the people on your team, y'all are y'all care about what the technology is itself and are and want to better the world, really. So how do y'all focus in on particular technologies that you want to incubate that you think are going to make that impact? That's an outstanding question, Stephen. And before diving into some of the specifics on the answer, I want to, you know, pick and highlight one word that you said, uh, because you mentioned, you know, a little bit in passing, the word impact. And that is the North Star for, for my team, for myself, and, and for what we do. Uh, the measure that we have and the bar that we have is scope of impact on, um, on the project that we engage in and, and that we dive into. There is always a risk with forward-looking technologies to have a bit of a shiny object, um, you know, focus, um, or having the technology, which is a means, become the end. And we are very intentional and deliberate to uh, ensure that we continue having customers and impact to customers as our focus on North Star. To me, there are really two, uh, two ways and two directions to actually guide uh, the trajectory of technology investments, technology focus, etc. each one of which uh, is necessary but not sufficient by itself. And the way that I often think about them, Stephen, is top-down and bottom-up. Um, without necessarily a, a you know a, a qualifier of up is better or or, or uh, you know we can say left to right, but on the one side we have a strategic alignment to the business priorities of the company, and that is 
one of the ingredients, one of the variables in the equation that drives and guides uh, direction for the team. Um, on the other side of that, and in a very complementary yin-yang type of way, uh, you have what typically is referred to as grassroots and bottoms-up innovation, which is people uh, in general given opportunities uh, there is a very strong creative side that we need to make sure we foster. And when you actually get the combination of those two, that, you know, oh, this technology that I heard, I can actually apply it in this for this particular problem. And by the way, that problem is meaningful to the business because it aligns to this particular set of offers or strategic pillars, etc. Then you have the secret combination of getting the best of both worlds, right? Getting the the grassroots meeting the strategic imperative. Um, and when you actually get that intersection, it's very magical. It, it makes you tech, right? That's one of the moments in which I feel extremely inspired. Um, you know, when, when, uh, when, when there is that combination of, yeah, I mean, amazing, cool technology, which is not the end. It's a means to actually solving this relevant problem for the business. Totally. And speaking of, you know, the business, do you feel like there's any pressure to produce, you know, this best in industry solution because we work at a company so well known as Cisco? I wouldn't call it a pressure, Megan. I sense there is some type of, you know, potentially negative implication of, of, of pressure. I feel there's the opportunity to be best in industry. I feel, uh, you know, we are given a stage and a set of instruments and we don't have the pressure to perform. We have the opportunity to explore our creativity in a way that is meaningful to something bigger than us. Um, and if we think about, you know, one thing that I typically think, Megan, in, in that context is, it's not like we have to do this. We get to do this. And when we get to apply your passions towards something bigger, because we are in a larger boat, you know, Megan, we are given, just like you say, right? Uh, you know, we have Cisco as the backdrop, as a technology leader, you know, worldwide in the industry. Uh, then we're given a pretty unique opportunity. And when you compound that with the opportunity of working together, being bridged across organizations, bringing technology from different engineer, engineering teams, um, you know, one phrase that I heard not too long ago, which I, I'm, I'm borrowing and making a little bit my own as well, um, is that the, the back end of the CX Cloud is the company working together. And um, part of what my team does is actually bringing all those disparate uh, pieces of the portfolio from various technologies, normalizing, standardizing, uh, and, and creating this environment of working together in which one plus one can be a lot more than three. Or in this case, you know, one plus one seven times is a lot more than seven. So you mentioned earlier how you are the executive sponsor for a couple different ERO's um, 
and specifically uh, senior tech talent, but can you tell us a little bit more about your passion and motivation to really drive diversity here throughout Cisco? Absolutely. More than happy to, because that is a topic, Megan, that is very, very close to my heart. And it starts with the very, very strong belief that diversity, diversity of experience, diversity of teams, uh, and in overall full spectrum diversity brings, maximizes the innovation equation uh, and bring things that we couldn't otherwise thought about. So I feel there is an overall uh, mutual and even group enrichment as we have uh, you know, diverse teams. I do, as you said, uh, exec sponsor a number of EROs. Um, within Cisco, I'm also uh, on some boards which uh, focus on leveling the innovation and, and technology innovation playing field, uh, if you will, for uh, a number of communities, including different immigrant communities and, and low income. And uh, and I really see that as an investment of, of our time um, in getting that super strong diversity of perspective. And let me give you a couple of examples, Megan. You, you mentioned uh, our senior tech talent, which is principals and distinguished engineers within the company and, and within our groups. Yesterday, we had uh, one of our teams all hands for the senior tech talent, uh, a good 170 uh, leaders joining uh, the meeting, principals and DEs. We had uh, Tony Colon was, was there. Um, you know, giving us the sense of priorities. And, and also, we actually invited Alex Allen, which, who is the Senior Director for Inclusion and Collaboration at Cisco. And, you know, we had uh, a very open, natural, uncensored, and, uh, you know, positive fireside chat and back and forth in the role of technology leaders as it pertains diversity and inclusion. Each one of the people who was there, principal of the E, uh, have a role to play in terms of bringing up with, with us, uh, you know, upcoming technical talent and being that visible open role model. And I can tell you like for myself, when I joined Cisco, coming from Argentina, if you think about it, a you know Hispanic immigrant, uh, you know coming into a different country and different industry, I wasn't even uh, sure of my own um, how diversity impacted my own view of the world and how my upbringing or or cultural uh, makeup. Um, was shaping the way that I was thinking about things. Uh, I can tell you a very, you know, concrete example, thinking about, oh, you know, who has the right to become an innovator? Uh, who can actually become an inventor? Um, you know, even, even more so, 
I like to smile, and this is a podcast, so you cannot see the video, but, you know, uh, hopefully some of the pitch changes. I love to smile. I like jokes. Um, I like to bring that positive, uh, bubbly energy into driving transformation. And, uh, and at the same time, I was thinking, well, but at the same time, business is very serious. It's something serious in which uh, you go for business results. And uh, even understanding that that was a uh, you know, pre-built barrier in my mind and a preconceived, uh, you know, misconvention and allowing to bring my whole self into my roles, into my the leadership of my team um, and into my professional life was also a discovery that getting to know diverse set of people and connection within Cisco as the Hispanic Latino ERO, for example, um, you know, allowed me myself to be aware, uh, which is the first path towards enlightenment, and then, uh, you know, change some of that perspective. So uh, as I was growing up professionally, I was always seeking role models and uh what I'm trying to do now is is make sure that we have very visible, very diverse role models across the technology spectrum. And I think that's so important. I mean, you opened it up by saying that the importance of having a diverse mindset, right? If you don't have the same voice in the room all the time, it just becomes an echo chamber. If you don't have that, then you have... Like you can unlock innovation because people are thinking differently. They're thinking outside the box. They're thinking not the same way as everyone else. And so it opens those floodgates and you're able to figure out things that you you personally had might not thought of before. And and I find that in every day of my of my professional life and work, Stephen, I find what you say to be, you know, very, very foundational that building those teams with diverse experiences actually maximize the, the creativity uh, and the innovation, for sure. And, and they're so incredibly enriching, so incredibly enriching. So I, I know that, you know, we've talked about how important those things are to you. Are there like strategies? Are there things that you think about in order to like promote that in your everyday life? Are there things that you're looking for when you're, hiring or you're looking to promote are there specific like i'm just trying to think in terms of what our audience can take away from it is there ways that they can relook at the what they're doing to try and incorporate some of this important thing into their own businesses as well super question you know steven i have also a you know fairly strong bias towards action so you know let, let's see if we can if we can bulletize a couple of uh ideas for consideration and and think that you know work for some of us um, it really starts with a mindset. Um, you know, no matter how much process you have in terms of building pipeline and, and whatever else, uh, you know, I feel that allowing us a, you know, stronger introspection to uh, have that appreciation and that mindset, uh, that open, humble mindset um, about embracing uh, these differences as a power uh, not as a divisor. That, that's how it really starts. And um, and then after that, I think uh, 
there's two or three key areas. Um, area number one has to do with building an inclusive and diverse team on, on the teams that we have. And that comes with uh, trying to give the appropriate voice, not necessarily equal, right? But, but you know, make sure that everyone has a voice within the various conversations, um, which starts in staff meeting. In somebody's, uh, you know, more on the quiet side, let's bring them, him or her, into the conversation. Um, starts with the identification of role models. Uh, you know, people in general have a tendency to gravitate towards known. Uh, how can we actually highlight something that is a little bit more on the unknown? Because uh, that's where the magic happens. Uh, it's not within our comfort zone. It's, it's, it's truly outside. It's in those adjacencies and further out. Um, so identification of role models in a, in a very diverse, whether it's, you know, geodiversity, gender diversity, uh, upbringing experience, etc. Um, third, um, starts with putting a little bit of those two things together. And one of the programs that I want to truly highlight on this podcast is the proximity program in which in a very structured way we are able to meet with someone different from us and have like an open uh, conversation about how we feel about work and life and what's our different experiences as a and, and list our own individualities whatever those are um, if we put the concept of diverse mentors with connecting with proximate people, uh, making uh, these proximity connections, suddenly you have this concept of exponential growth and multiplier effect in which you're actually building a movement. Um, you know, Stephen, creating a movement is, is less about the leader and, and more about the first followers. Um, so those are things that actually create, you know, one of the underlying themes of, of our conversation is the concept of transformation. And it's very important for me to, to like, you know, do like a three-second uncomfortable silence just for attention and share that that transformation happens in a lot of levels. It happens in the people and diversity level. It happens in the technology and architectural level. It happens in the leadership and team level, all of which are really necessary to make lasting positive change. Um, so I talked a little bit about people establishing a particular team and, and how we elevate um, others. Uh, the, the, the last part that I feel is also important Stephen, if we if we are building this culture um, and this reality of diverse, innovative teams, is on the hiring process, and there's immense amount of research that shows that a diverse interview panel truly, truly multiplies the chances of a diverse individual, whether it's a black person or a Hispanic, 
or a women in tech to actually uh, not only be selected for that job, but also want to be part of that culture and, and that company and that enterprise. Um, and as we build diverse interview panels, how do we build a uh, diverse slate of candidates, right? So um, there's no, uh, you know, one size fit all. There's no single answer to, I feel it's a combination of all of those things, Megan and Steven. I, I totally agree. I love your just your explanation of having a diverse interview panel because <laughs> you just think about uh, a candidate wanting to come in and be a part of a team. And if everyone that they talk to looks and acts and what they perceive then thinks the same way and they don't fit into that particular group, what are the chances that they as a candidate want to be included into that group as well? But if they see the actual culture that we try and promote here at Cisco and they see the diverse panel that is, they see the diverse mindset and the different people that are all involved and they can say to themselves, yeah, I, I want to be a part of that team. I can feel like I have a voice. I can fit in and I don't stand out because everybody is different than me on the other side of the screen. I, I love that. Fully. I, you know, Stephen, many, many years ago, uh, when when my kids were very small, Veronica, my wife, and I took a parenting class and uh, positive parenting. That parenting class was actually based on the premise that there's two main things that uh, you know give that positive growth um, you know to our children, and those are belonging and significance. Um, belonging meaning I feel part of this group significance i have a mission and something larger to which we're contributing together and i always felt that those that simple pair of concepts apply to leadership in a corporate world or in a professional setting or or any other type of group right do i feel i belong um do we together are on the same boat and working towards something bigger than us so I want to, we, we do want to spend some time with you with some rapid fire questions. I don't want to leave those out, but I do want to ask you this question as we look ahead to the future. And, and you've already said, we've talked about a little bit that you and your team are focused on trying to find those emerging technologies that really are going to drive that impact. Is there anything out there that you like, just you see this technology and you get super excited about, about the future, have, you know, some sort of emotional connection with this thing this is exciting this is next i feel that happens to me in two different contexts even uh, you know context number one is how we started our conversation with you and megan which is what makes you tech and you know what makes me tech continues to be leveraging technology for enriching the lives and, and the connections of people and I feel there's many technologies which are coming, which are going to truly, you know, 10x the way in which we interact. Uh, having a conversation on the phone versus video is a 10x connectivity experience. Having a holographic, uh, you know, more 3D, more uh, surround on the visual side type of immersive experience is, is something that is going to 10x the way in which we do 
you know, tile, style, little headshots of people. Um, I feel there's not only an emotional aspect of that, but I, but I very strongly feel, Stephen, that empathic or empathetic technology uh, is, is something that is like, um, you know, an, an underserved, um, you know, area of the tech spectrum these days. And uh, the more that ambience and, uh, you know, whichever techs around us is more in tune to us and whoever is in the room or, or, or in the space, uh, you know, is, is something that is going to enrich our lives. Um, at the same time, and on the other hand, there's there's another area that I really want to talk, uh, you know, as we look at the, the future of, of technology, um, which may sound still um, a little bit table stakes, but when we really talk about data and the different types of uncorrelated data. And, you know, we talk a little bit about the telemetry data that we're bringing into the CX cloud earlier earlier today. Uh, once we overlay different elements of data, mesh all of that and can get insights out of uh, uncorrelated uh, data, I, I still feel there's so much runway and, and the legs of that are still so long. The, the power to disrupt that it has um, is completely still unexplored. And at the same time, the risk that it comes with, with different biases of, you know, outcomes based on data manipulation um, is so understudied just yet. So um, those two potentially. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been super informative and insightful. Uh, I know Stephen and I have learned a lot just by chatting with you. Um, so I'm sure it'll be a great takeaway for our audience. Are you ready for some rapid fire? I am always ready, Megan. Um, you know, I want to share one, one call to action uh, to the audience. And, and then let's go into very, very quick questions. Anyone can be an innovator. Um, it really is about allowing yourself to be, it's like Stephen was describing earlier, uh, right attitude so that problems find you and building diverse connections uh, with people. Uh, it, it really unlocks and unleash that innovation. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. I'll kick it off. First question. If money were no object, what would be your dream job? That's a great question. Um, I love what I do. I love what I do. I follow my passions, Megan. Uh, my dream job is in constitutive elements, uh, bringing technology, innovation, and people together towards something bigger, So, which I feel is what I do. So I see pictures of you all over the place. I imagine that you're very well-traveled. And with travel comes food. So my question is, what is the the craziest food you've ever eaten? Maybe either best and worst. Oh, that that is that is a great question. Um, I have not found the food that I didn't like, 
And I have actually tried everything that I could get my hands on from, you know, uh, tarantulas to whatever you can think of or cockroaches or, um, and I don't find them weird. Um, I don't think, you know, if you, if you honestly think about it, some of the weirdest food that I, well, drunk, if you will, is milk. I don't think any other animal as a grown up drinks some other species milk. Um, you know, bug super nutrient. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. And on that note, um, where's one place that you haven't been to yet that you would love to go to? I'd love to go to Mars, like truly. So you're going to, you're going to sign up for a spaceship first, first flight, huh? If money wasn't, uh, wasn't, uh, <laughs> the road law. Um, would there have to be a return ticket involved? I am open. I I am open. Um, <laughs> That's bravery. It's, you know, I am an experiential learner and uh, I tried like, you know, non-gravity experiences and skydiving and, and, and flying with no gravity. Uh, I, space would be an amazing experience and, and, and you know, clearly a place I, that I have not been yet. Okay, we will get you out on this one. If you could choose any superpower to have, what would it be? I love that question. I ask it to everyone as well. And to me, I would love to be able to understand and speak any language. That would be my most desired superpower. Uh, just, you know, dropping anywhere in the in the planet or the neighborhood or in... And, and be able to speak to people and connect within the nuances and, and cultural values of everyone's own language. That That's a lot better than flying to me. Total game changer. I agree. Well, thank you, Carlos. It has been amazing to talk with you. Some great things have come from your leadership, from your team, the innovation that you'll have, the transformation journey that you are taking us all on here at Cisco. We appreciate you. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. And thank you, Stephen. It's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me.